Hey y'all, just getting ready to release this episode and I felt like kind of weird about releasing it without acknowledging what's actually happening in the world right now with this coronavirus stuff. It's really got me in a weird space and I'm not really sure how to feel. I'm not really sure what to do or what to advise people to do. All I can say is be safe, <laughs> take care of yourselves, take care of your families. This is going to be a, this is a difficult time for us financially and for those of us who have health issues and have fallen into that vulnerable sector of uh, people that, uh, whose lives are in genuine, genuine danger over this. And like coming together while staying apart is so complicated at this moment in time. I feel like art does have a place. I've like always secretly imagined what place art would have in a world where our system started to break down and you know how design would be used as a tool to communicate with the public and share information and how art can be used to make people feel better and feel good in times when we're down but I never really wished it would happen. And now it kind of feels like we're getting to that place. And I don't want to be negative and I don't want to pretend like it's not, this isn't a big deal either. I'm trying to be as even keeled about it as possible and take, you know, be as informed as possible, be as realistic and be as safe as possible. I don't know if, Pretending everything is is all good and just uh, continuing on as life is normal is necessarily the plan. But I do want to work on at least staying positive and upbeat so that uh, I don't dig myself into a negative hole. And I don't necessarily want to put that negative energy out there in the world either. I've been relatively quiet on social media since all of this broke out because of that reason, because a lot of my thoughts have been not as positive. So what I what I just plan to do for me anyway is I I want to continue to create consistently. Like a lot of my plans that I have had on the go have been canceled as a result of this, like live event stuff, product releases, client jobs got canceled a lot of personal things have, are in flux because of all of this and I have family members that I'm concerned about but ultimately like what I would like to do is just to to try to make the best out of the situation that I can by just continuing on whatever that is and being okay with whatever changes have come and will come and this is actually a, a, a good exercise to show that you just never know you never know um, what the universe is going to bring to us from week to week from day to day so the episode that you're about to listen to was recorded 
shortly before any of this happened. So it just goes to show how quickly things can turn. But I just want to keep continuing to interact with creatives and have conversations. And as time goes on, uh, I'm sure it'll come up in the conversation and how this illness has impacted what they do. But uh, for now, for the next couple episodes, you won't hear it. And I hope that's okay with you. And I hope that you can still get something out of all of this. Peace. What up, artists? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast. And I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity and you know maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time let's get into it all right so welcome to art pays me today we have josie of salt and summit how are you josie i'm doing really well how are you i am good um a little bit on the cold recovery side kind of feel but uh but yeah I'm, I'm good overall so Josie what do you do at salt and summit uh so I'm a I'm a jeweler I work um mostly with uh sterling silver um um yeah I'm a, I'm a metalsmith so I make uh sterling jewelry um I use a lot of turquoise currently. Um, but yeah, I'm a jeweler. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask you about that. So I, I really like your work, first of Thank all. Thank you. And I noticed you use a lot of turquoise. I, I have an affinity t- towards turquoise because being I'm from Bermuda, where I'm from, and the water has this turquoise tinge to it on really sunny days. So it really reminded me of home. So I was like, what, what's the significance of the turquoise? You know, it's just, um, so when I was a kid, my, my grandmother gave me, uh, one of her old native American rings and, uh, you know, native Americans, they use a lot of turquoise and, and it was just the first piece of jewelry that I felt really connected to. Um, obviously it was sentimental in value because she gave it to me as well, but, um, I don't know. It's just, it's something that really speaks to my, speaks to my soul, um, and just have a hard time not using it. I've used other stones in the past and um, just always gravitated back toward turquoise. So, yeah. Huh. Interesting. So where are you actually based? I'm in Colorado. Uh, my family and I just moved here from San Diego. So we've been here in Colorado for about six months now. Okay. Uh, yep. In All Denver. Right. Denver. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So from my understanding, you kind of have like, there's also sort of that mountain culture where you can mm-hmm. ski it, but there's also, is it like hot as well? So this, we kind of, we came in like the dead of winter. Um, I think that it gets pretty hot in the summers. I haven't really experienced all the seasons yet, but um, I'm hoping because I'm pretty charged by the sun. So, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. And you grew up in California? Uh, my dad was in the military. So I actually 
moved a lot growing up. Um, I was born in Germany and my dad met my mother when I uh, was young and we moved to the States when I was about three and um, have been, uh, gosh, I don't know. We moved so much. I mean, we moved every one to three years. Uh, so I was in a lot of different schools, like three or four different high schools. And um, yeah, so I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny because I kind of, I always figured when I was out of like the, you know, the family life, like, and out of like moving because I had to, like, I would want to settle down and just like stop, you know? <laughs> um, but I have, I still, I get the itch and, uh, luckily my husband is the same way. So we, uh, we're a little bit nomadic at heart. We move around a lot. Yeah. I was doing some research and I, I saw that you spent some time traveling, living out of the back of a truck. Yeah. Uh, so, so before we had kids, uh, so river, my son is, um, two and a half and my daughter is, uh, almost 10 months. And, um, before they were born, um, so my husband and I have a pretty cool story. We, uh, we were both kind of coming out of, uh, rocky relationships and we met each other two weeks before we each were moving somewhere else. And we happened to be in the same apartment complex. So he was going to Northern California and I was actually going to Virginia to take, um, classes for metal smithing. And that's when I got started doing that. I guess that was about six years ago. And, um, and then I, I finished the school and we were doing the whole long distance thing. And then we both packed up our stuff and we met up in California and, um, just hit the road. We, we traveled all up and down the California and Oregon coastline. And, um, yeah, it was awesome. Um, we, you know, we had everything like dialed in pretty, pretty well. Um, and we just picked, you know, we, we would wake up and we'd point to a place on the map and we would just drive and, um, stay for a few days and then go somewhere else. And we did that for about five months. So, yeah. Wow. That's, I couldn't even imagine. (laughs) (laughs) You get to know someone real quick. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Our family was like, well, you know, if, uh, if this doesn't break you, then you guys are probably meant for each other. So, (laughs) (laughs) so like in terms of your work, so you said you, you met him when you were in, you were in school. We met in San Diego. We were living in the same uh, apartment complex. So yeah. Okay. Got you. All right. So like in terms of like, when you started the business side of it, how did that end up coming into play? Um, you know, when I first started, I just, um, like I really sat down and I tried to think of like, what is my story? You know, like what is it that is true to me, but will also resonate with, you know, potential customers and future buyers and things like that. And, um, And for me, like that just, that kept coming up because to me, like that was like the most free I'd felt in my life. Like it was the most connected to myself I'd felt. It was the most like sure of myself I felt in terms of like, um, 
I mean, I guess that's sort of where the business was, was birthed and not, not physically because I did not create on the road, but it was, it was where I felt like I could get quiet enough to like really understand, uh, my purpose in a larger sense, I guess. Right. And, um, and just, uh, I don't know. It just, I mean, obviously like nature is a big connector for a lot of people. Um, it's definitely a, a driving force like behind, um, my work, you know, sometimes tangibly, like in an actual design, it, you know, reflects nature, but sometimes it's just a feeling. Sometimes it's just, um, you know, remembering how I felt at a certain point in my life and more specifically how I felt when I was able to be outside and, you know, get quiet with myself. And, um, to me that time is just a constant reminder, um, for me to have something to go back to, you know, it's so easy to, to get wrapped up in the day to day and forget why you're doing something, you know? And so I guess, at the end of the day, that's my why. Like, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's the why. Got you. So, like, I get, I get from this that your jewelry making is a very spiritual process for you. Yeah, it, it definitely has become that. I don't think it started that way. Um, and I think, so I, I took a break after um, I was pregnant with my second and, uh, my son was, I don't know, eight months. They're, they're pretty close in age. But uh, so I took a small break. And then when I came back after I had my son, um, it was, uh, I don't know, I think a lot of women go through like, you know, some kind of transformation when they've, you know, had a kid and, you know, went through the process of being pregnant. And, and I definitely felt like more empowered, uh, in myself. And then I guess in turn also in my process when I came back to it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. And you know, that's not like as prevalent right now. Cause it's like you have kids and then, you know, you're just living the reality, right? It's like, you just, <laughs> you just want some freaking sleep and here's your applesauce. Like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so like, that's not as much of a connection, but I will say, that connect uh, creating for me is, is definitely a way for me to feel connected to um, a larger purpose and like a larger connection to something that isn't just for me, but for others. And also um, a time where I can be really honest with myself and um just kind of let things flow. So it's definitely where I, I feel most supported, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can, I, I get that. When I, when I, uh, I, I didn't go through pregnancy, but I know when my kids were born, there was a certain switch that clicked in me. And uh, it's, uh, it's weird. There's a level of focus I had and a level of, uh, certain things don't matter. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's cool how that works. It's like, you know, all of a sudden, like, I feel like whatever it is you were doing or, you know, and then are still doing when 
when they were born, it's like this, like the, the level of intention, like is intensified, you know, it's like, like, okay, like I am doing this and I'm doing this because I want to, but also because like they deserve to see, you know, what, you know, creating something from ground up looks, looks like creating something from the heart looks like, you know, like doing the hard right thing for you. You know, and so mm-hmm. that's definitely a, a driver for me. Mm-hmm. Do you find that like, do you think that that's sort of uh, like the this creative ex- uh, adventure sort of lifestyle that you're living? You, is this something you think you would want to instill in your children? I think I want to. Um, what's the word? Demonstrate it. Not necessarily, yeah, not necessarily instill, um, if it, if it happens to be something that they'd, you know, they wish to follow, like I, you know, hell yeah, you know, go for it. Um, obviously it's not for everyone, but, um, I, you know, I, I, I do think that there's this like taboo around, um, I mean, you, every, you say it like your whole thing, art pays me, you know, like, debunking the myth that you can't do that, you know, like, um, so absolutely. I, I think that there, I think that there needs to be more of an emphasis on the possibility, you know, of being able to do something with your creative, um, skills if you want to, you mm-hmm. know, and, and the, the world is your oyster. It's limitless. You know, I mean, what you put out there, you'll most like likely get back, you know, if you put in the work and so, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I want them to know that that's available. You know, wow. they want to, if they want to be a lawyer, that's cool too, but yeah, <laughs> no, for, for sure. Did you find that? Did you, did you always have that in, as in like in, in you as a child? Like, were you just um, like the possibilities there? I'm going for it. No, no. Um, I, I was lost most, most of my adult, you know, young adult life in terms of that, you know, I like, I always knew that I was creative. I always knew that I had a unique perspective, um, and that I was pretty good, like at, you know, things like whether it be writing or, you know, photography or even painting, like I was never great at any of those things, but I always had a really natural, um, gift for them but I never followed anything um you know artistic I mean my dad was in the military my mom you know stayed home like it wasn't that those things weren't supported it's just that they weren't really like prevalent in my life growing up yeah um and so um it was definitely something I came to later and that was after a lot of trial and error I mean I did a lot of crap that I hated, you know, that didn't serve me that, you know, I knew wasn't for me, but I was sort of like, I fulfill this, you know, this is what you do, you know, like you go to college, you, you know, get such and such job and, and okay, now I'm good. You know, it doesn't have benefits. Oh, even better. You know, it's like that whole mentality. And like, um, so no, you know, I, I, I definitely had to come to a point in myself where, um, I had to just say, like, just kind of surrender and go, this may not work, but this is something that is nagging at me and it has, 
um, it needs my attention, obviously. You know, I think if something, if, if something keeps coming up, then you got to look at it, you know? And <clears throat> so that's kind of what it was for me. Mm-hmm. And, and then at that point it was just, and then I just, I just dove in. I just kind of figured it out. I, I didn't finish college. I don't have a business degree. I don't have an art degree. I don't even really have a metal smithing degree. I took one intro class and then just kind of figured it out on my own, you know, YouTube and books and, um, a lot of trial and error. And, you know, I just actually just got back from a year off. I took, took a whole year off. I just relaunched, um, my website three days ago and a new collection of jewelry. And, um, that was scary. You know, I was like, man, like no one's going to care anymore, you know, like, um, but you know, I think it just starts with like really believing in, in your vision, you know, and if, and if you're solid in the foundation of, of what you know to be true, it's, it's going to resonate. It may not resonate with everyone, but it's Mm -hmm. not supposed to, you know, it's the people that care are your people, you know? And, and so I'm, I've been really um, humbled by just that experience of, you know, coming back and just seeing this like overflow of support and, and people supporting me again. So that's been super exciting. Great. I really, you have a great aesthetic, even like your Instagram account and your website, all of it seems very like consciously, like you're, it's very, it's, it's, it's very um, consistently branded. And oh, uh, thank you. It's, it's great for someone who, who claims to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you don't claim you, you, you didn't, you didn't get this education, but you definitely, you've said you found it in other ways and it shows. So congratulations to you on thank that. Thank you so much. Thank you. That means yeah. a lot. Yeah, really. It really does come off um, really well put together. Do do you focus solely on like independent direct to consumer stuff when it comes to your jewelry or are you looking at wholesale or consignment or anything like that as well? Um, I used to be kind of all over the place. Uh, I've definitely become a bit more focused in my vision and that is just uh, direct to consumer online. Um, I think, and I'm doing, you know, once a month collection releases. So, you know, I'll, I'll pump, pump out, pump out a bunch of stuff during the month and then, you know, have a set date where it's all available. Um, I find that with the kids, that's a lot easier for me because, you know, before I was doing, you know, customs and, um, you know, taking orders, like, you know, having pieces that were like made to order and people could get them in their size and things like that. And, and that's where I found, uh, to be like the most overwhelmed with the kids because, you know, it was like, Oh, well, like I got a breastfeed now, so I can't, you know, or like whatever it was, but now it's like, okay, like I have, I can allot myself a certain amount of time and be really dedicated to what I'm doing. Um, and then leave it if I have to, and come back to it when I can you know, and, and create on my own schedule so that, you know, not only is the, the quality compromised, but the, the creative aspect, the flow aspect isn't, um, being rushed or feeling, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, 
that seems to be working the best right now. No, I, I can relate to that for sure too. The idea, like the customization thing, and then they become clients more so than customers. Mm-hmm. And it, it's very tricky to, yep. to navigate that, especially like when you have children, there are just non-negotiables. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yep. you know, when someone's like, I, can you do this X, what, like thing right now? It's like, well, I actually, I just can't. Totally. Yeah. I actually wrote a, like a a quick little post on that yesterday, just expressing, you know, I just don't like customs. I, um, you know, in the rare occasion, like maybe like for a family member who's someone who's like, I know I can, you know, take my time on it or something like maybe then, but, um, yeah, no, I just, uh, don't enjoy it. (laughs) Is is that similar to, in terms of, uh, like I know for me anyway, I can speak from my experience. Sometimes people will say, I think this would be great on a t-shirt. You should do this. Yep. Uh, and I'm sure you must get that for jewelry. Totally. Yeah. yeah all the time, all the time. I have, you know, I had a, a family member recently, you know, say, Oh, well you need to, you know, sh- uh, you need to make st- stuff that's more, has more bling or, you know, so that I can, you know, advertise to my friends. And it's like, yeah, well, I think that all comes back to, you know, if you're creating from the heart, you know, and you, you know, not only are you going to get the best outcome, like in your piece, in your painting, in your piece of jewelry, whatever it is you're doing, Mm -hmm. but it's also going to resonate with the right customer. And, you know, you're at the end of the day, you're not selling to everyone. You're not supposed to, you know, you're, you're selling to, to, to the people who believe in what you're doing. And I think when you, it, it gets dangerous when you start going outside of what you believe in your, in your doing, you know what I mean? Like then, then you start to, I don't know how to describe it. Um, I think you understand what I'm saying though. Yeah, like, I, I think you dilute your brand. At least that's totally. my perspective on it. Yeah. It, it's like, and there are times when I've listened and I didn't really feel a hundred percent and the thing didn't sell. And then I had even more reason to be frustrated because it's like, I listened and it just, it's so it, it always to me pays off to stay as true to yourself and your brand as you possibly can. For uh, sure. I think diluting the brand is like, that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah. So have you had, I don't, I, I've been asking people about the creative influence thing, but I kind of hate the question, to be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, influence comes from everywhere. Uh, totally. But like, yours clearly seems to come from nature and from within somewhere. As yeah. Like, you know, I'm trying to figure, I, I'm like always trying to figure that out. It's so weird. Um, Gosh, I what was something is like coming up for me now. Like, and my dad told me when I was a kid, and I it wasn't even about art. It was like, you know, I was I think I was writing a history paper or something, you know. And you know, I had an issue. He was a he was a history major, and he was a great writer, so he always helped me with that stuff. But you know, I I remember something coming up in one of these conversations when I didn't know what to do, and he was like, "All information is borrowed." 
And that has stuck with me my entire life. And I think that that is also true for art. You know, it's like in one form or another, you know, whether the thing that inspired you is vastly different than what the outcome of the thing you made is, it started from someone else's idea, you know, and then those ideas morph and change and evolve into, you know, new ideas. And, um, so I, I guess I definitely do believe that like we all pull from this collective, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I do, I do believe in original thought as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's like, even if you don't know where something came from, like there have been so many times where I've sat down and, you know, didn't look at anything else. Um, you know, you know, didn't see anything that really inspired me for that piece. And then, you know, I'll, I'll make it, I'll look at it. And then like a week later I'll see something similar and I'm like, Oh shit, you know? And it's like, so did I see that at some point or was I pulling from like this collective idea bank? You know what I mean? Right. Right. You know, it is, it is very interesting. And this whole, so I, I sort of dealt with a similar, not a similar thing, but like this idea of this, this, this shared idea bank where I've come up with, the same idea that other people have had and other people have come up with the same idea that I've had. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird how sometimes they circulate in the universe at the same time. And uh, you have to sort of navigate what, what that is. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't want to see, you know, it's like, well, I'm not ripping anyone off and this person isn't ripping me off, but it's like, yeah, that's, it's interesting that you say circulating at the same time. That's kind of a, that's a really cool way to put it because it's like, um, I don't know. I think in, in some way, you know, like if you're thinking about something in Canada and I'm thinking about, you know, the same thing in Denver, I mean, there's no reason, you know, even if we didn't know each other, there's no reason why that information couldn't be accessed, you know, like, and I think especially when you are, when you, when you are a creative person, like, you know, most creative people I know, um, tend to be like pretty intuitive and like, you know, pretty like focused when it comes to stuff like that. Like maybe we, you know, maybe we are speaking to each other on some subconscious level. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is baffling. And in the age of Google, uh, it's, it's when I, it's become more noticeable to me because like I've come up with this thing I think is brilliant and someone's already done it or someone's currently doing it. And it's like, dang. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh. <laughs> so yep. then it's like, well, should we coexist? Can we coexist? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, <Yeah>. totally. <laughs> That's so, so weird. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool thing to talk about though. I think it, you know, I think it's a, uh, it's a, it's a nice way to like, oh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's like you, because you want to essentially like be within like a, um, a space where you can work with people, you know, alongside them, you can work with them. You can, uh, you know, be supported by others who are doing the same thing, you know, as opposed to 
living in this space of like, you know, oh, you know, like judgment or fear or they're doing better than me or, you know, oh, I can't do it because they've already done it. It's like, no, like we're all doing what we love. You know, we're all doing something because we believe in it. And, you know, I think that the more community that can be created around topics like this for, for everyone, for artists, for, I mean, whatever it is you do, you know, like, and, and that's why I love your podcast so much because you, you are bringing awareness to, to that, you know, and you are bringing people together and you're creating this atmosphere that, um, that allows people to, you know, um, continue what they're doing, like in the support of others. And that's, I think what it's all about. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate yeah, it. For sure. <laughs> okay. On that note, is there any piece of advice, if you haven't said it already, that you would give another artist? Hmm. Um, damn. Just do it like Nike. <laughs> 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 Um, golly. Yeah. I, um, just have faith in yourself. Um, there's going to be so many times where you feel like you're not doing the right thing. There's gonna be so many times you feel like you're failing. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it just, it comes down to, uh, being authentic and, you know, you know, everyone talks about like their brand story, you know, and what is that? It's you, you know, it's you. Um, and if you can, if you can honestly portray yourself to the world, then it'll come through your art. It'll come through your business. Um, and I think that's where you see the most success because it's you. So yeah, be you just do it. it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Love it. And, um, so you've got the new collection that just uh, released. So people can find that on your website. You want to shout that out? Yep. It's a shop salt and summit.com. Um, a lot of pieces have left, but there are several left and I will be making a new collection next month. If anyone missed out on what they wanted to get. All right, great. Hey, you know what? Uh, I actually wanted to ask you, what is, uh, the significance of the name? Salt and summit. Um, I was looking for a way to bring, uh, both aspects of nature, which I love the most, which are the nature, which, which are uh, the ocean and the mountains. So salt reflecting the sea and summit reflecting the mountains. So that the space in between those two, uh, those two. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, Josie, thank you for doing our pays me. You are so welcome. I had a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. All right. Sweet. Thank you so much for listening to the Arcade Me podcast. Thank you to Lange Beats for the theme music. If you got anything out of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets, and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, hit me up at arcadesme.com or at ArtPaysMe on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.